Welcome back to Check for Traps. On the last episode, the crew rushed to Thurwin's Stone Toe's aid as they heard his house explode. Upon arrival, Roscow, first into the home, saw Thurwin get sucked into a mysterious portal. After some investigation, one by one, the heroes passed through the portal and met with a guide of the nether named Journey. After being pointed in Thurwin's direction and that of a mysterious totem they were told was their passage home, they came face to face with a winged rat humanoid-like creature who has other plans for them visiting his realm. Let's follow along and see what shenanigans they get into. Alright, so the very first up is going to be Slick. Crossbow time. Crossbow to the face. Fingers crossed. I wrote a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I know exactly Maybe what's going to Maybe to your face. <laughs> to happen. So uh, you loose the crossbow. Feel like you're pretty good accurate aim, but just something's just quite off. Not quite right being in this realm. Remember gravitational pull and everything feels a little bit strange. Nothing in the scientific sense entirely is logical here. So the arrow moves almost kind of unpredictably. And it actually ends up clipping one of the vines that was holding it. And you see the wings bust loose, and you feel like he might gain advantage on breaking loose of his constraints on the next turn. All my hard work. <laughs> Great way to start the episode. All it takes is one arrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, the, the Cupid in the house. Uh, next up is Sassafras. Uh, I'm sorry, Slick, assuming that you don't have anything else you want to do on your turn. I wasn't rushing you to finish. Uh, mm, uh, no. <laughs> Maybe you need to finish your turn <laughs> no, and just, you know, I, I, let it finish. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> You're done enough. <laughs> all right, Sassafras, it is all you. Seven. Seven does not hit either. What were you doing? I'm just curious. Oh, sorry. I was doing produce flame. Oh, okay. Okay. Just Should I just assume that you're doing produce flame? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it, it just same same exact thing. The The gravitational well just kind of pulls the, the, the orb into the ground and sputters out. It's a great start. Yeah, to no avail. So next up, we have Roscoe, a resident <laughs> dwarf. Is it not the creature's turn? No. Wow. Creature goes last. Yeah. Mine. Uh, he looks uh, like a creature. <laughs> hey, you know, that's funny. That a bad day. Um, I want to uh, do um, inflict in, inflict wounds. Okay, inflict wounds. Uh huh. Excellent. I'm gonna roll a D4 to hit. Do that D4 to hit. Another D20. Oh, he's got big eyes. Uh, twelve. Uh, twelve does not hit. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is is inflict wound? Is a ranged? Yes, it's a range. I don't uh, no, wait, uh No, melee attack. So you had to move into melee range to attempt yes, it. Yes, I did. Okay, so you are actually in, I believe, rough terrain at this point in time because your vines create rough Correct. terrain around, all around him. So um, you swing and a miss. Great. Boy, you guys are just on fire tonight. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Total party kill time. <laughs> yeah, this might be... <laughs> okay, maybe uh, maybe this guy's a little bit too much for y'all. Well, no, y'all just need to actually roll to hit. That's I thing. rolled a two, slick so. rolled a one. <laughs> All right, poor Roscow, since you're in the line of fire, it's going to rear back, and its claws are going to shing as it kind of lets loose a, uh, a wicked smile, and it's going to let loose a slash, and as it's slashing, you realize that the claws that it has aren't exactly all of this realm like as he slashes it's like there's multiples of them 
kind of coming down on top of you. Something's not quite right. You know if that it hits you, something weird's going to happen. And does a 12 hit. No. All right. So he misses with that, and he is going to take his multi-action and try to bust loose of the uh, misses. What uh, what does he have to roll in order to break loose? It's against your spell save DC, I'm pretty sure. 13. Okay, he rolled a 13. So, um, because he had advantage, first roll would have missed, failed, but with disadvantage from, or with advantage from four slicks, misfire caused him to break loose and the vines just kind of shatter and fall to the ground. And in doing so, the rest of the vines disappear and there are no longer rough terrain. It is all gone at that point. And he lets loose another kind of high-pitched screel as he releases his wings to unfloral into the air and that is that is his turn so back up to you slick let's try it again try it again come on 20 oh nat 20 or just no unnatural. okay unnatural 20 all right definitely hits definitely hits seven damage very nice all righty so your bolt streaks through this time you kind of learned to compensate you found that gravity well and managed to kind of aim around it and it just thunks right into his chest and it hits him and uh he 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 seems you know not too happy not too thrilled about it but eh, life goes on just a learning curve that's just a learning curve uh so uh we are up to assess Okay, so this is going to be something new for me, so i may need some help okay let's do this i'm going to turn into a black bear oh Shapeshift, wild yes, shift. Okay, yes. into something big. Okay. That's my uh, bonus action. Okay, so you are now in this uh, this bear form. Are you a okay? Black question. Bear. Are you an evil looking? But you know how some bears just have an evil look about them. Or are you more of like your cuddly, friendly? I have a feeling the black bear is more cuddly and sweet. Okay, because it's considered medium beast, so it's a little smaller. Okay, okay, kind of so, like smoky. No, I'm cute and like little fluffy. But I can be fierce when I want to. So my question with that is, so I want to get into um, range because I have to be melee for him. And okay, I no can problem. make two attacks, my bite and my mm-hmm. claw attack. Okay. So it says melee weapon attack plus three. So what would mm-hmm. I roll for that? So if you are using a melee weapon attack and you're going to be doing your, it should just plus be your six. strength modifier. I mean, it's your proficiency modifier plus your strength modifier. Don't forget you're using the stat block from the black bear. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my strength Do you have good. a stat block from the black bear? Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, go ahead and roll that sweet, sweet hit. All right. So, oh, boo. Uh, seven for my bite. Definitely a miss. He's uh, just a little too wiry for you. Ten. <laughs> this to doesn't hit? hit either. Good googly people. Okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't hit either. Maybe it's uh not just you. Time to uh, change out my d20. <laughs> Put it in dice jail. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to do, Sassafras? I believe. That's it. All right. So, uh, Roscoe. All right. Let's use another first level spell. Um... Guiding boat. There you go. All right. Hey, 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 he said it right. All right. English language. Uh, (laughs) Really good at it. Um, Guiding boat. Um, Do you know what it does? Uh, Nope, but yeah, yeah, I hope you do. Yes. Okay. Um, It's a range. (laughs) There was a bit of a pause there. (laughs) Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat nat 20. um, I, uh, the target takes 46. Okay. Radiant damage. and 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 the next ta- uh, attack roll made against this target before the end of end of your next turn has advantage. So, forty six. Uh, give me a minute. So remember how we do 
crit yes. hits now. So it would be, and that makes 43 damage. Golly. Okay. So 43 damage. He is, what type of um, spell is that? It's a radiant damage. Radiant damage? Okay. Yeah. So you let, oh wait, it's radiant damage? Yes. All right. You you dealt 37 plus 24, correct? Or are you saying 37 total damage? I said 43 total yeah, damage. Yeah. It was 43. Yes. Okay, so 43 total damage, just to clarify, yes. was you ignite him and he his eyes ignite and then just beams of light shoot from his eyeballs and he collapses to the ground absolutely dead. To clarify, he is weak to radiant damage. Therefore, it's double the damage. He just dealt 86 damage. <laughs> the creature had 96 About time you did something. hit points. He was going to be dead no matter what. He was dead. Is there a carcass on the ground? Uh, no, there's ash. Oh. It is like totally I, I wanna, destroyed. I want to walk up and kick the ash. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you walk I wanna, up. I want to kick its ash. <laughs> Okay, you kick its ash. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> I really like that spell. <laughs> Only when you roll nat 20s, though. <laughs> yeah, nat 20s are... Maybe keep in mind radiant damage might be a good thing. Hint, hint, I wink, wink. I don't deal any type of radiant damage. Me well, neither. Thankfully, you've got an individual here who... Hi. Can do <laughs> Me, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just a little dancing bear. <laughs> so you guys managed to absolutely just obliterate this thing in pretty quick time without a whole lot of hassle. Um, you oh, there he- was hassle. We rolled quite a blow. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, for sure. So up I'm until- happy I didn't take any damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, no, none of you actually took uh-uh. damage, right? No. no. Yeah, none of you actually got to find out. I was kind of, kind of bummed. He, um, I was a little bit concerned about his ability because if he ever hit you, he rolled a 1d4, and while you're in this realm, your HP is permanently reduced by whatever that is, every hit. So while you're in this area... He, you would have like way reduced damage or health. So, but he never actually got to use that since <sighs> Roscoe. Why is it DMs always try to come up with these great encounters and then players just completely? It's the dice. It is the dice. It is the dice. That's well, yeah, because all of you were failing up until just one incredible moment of glory. Well, he did, uh, you know, get seen, so I guess it's only right that That's he true. killed him. That is true. What the DM doesn't know, I have when it dies. <laughs> Everything minute. not 20. We'll be we doing know a that's check. not true. <laughs> All right, so you guys finished this whole fight, and you hear a ruckus up ahead kind of over the hill. Sounds almost like metal shaking, wheels rumbling. I'm still in bear form, by the way. Okay. All right. In bear form. I'm going to. It's like a, a regular size black bear. Hers? Yeah. She's medium size. So medium. she's probably about four foot tall and, I don't know, five foot long. About as tall as I normally am. What? No, nice you're taller, taller than normal. Yeah. So she could be rode then. Like, uh, I would allow you to ride on her if you really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, well, like, I'm not for. You know. If she allows it. Yeah, I mean, if she allows it. Yeah, yeah. that's the. Isn't what? he a human, though? Yes. So what? his feet would like drag on the yeah, ground. Yeah, it would look kind of ridiculous, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's still good though. Yeah. yeah what I fine. know about this, like about her bear form. Yeah, she's turned into a mouse and everything. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. she has. Yeah, it's multiple okay. times actually. Or a crab. You're a crab and a mouse. Yeah. 
I don't remember what else. I think Is that's that it? it. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, you you just continue to hear a noise up over the the plateau ahead of you. Over the hill. Over the hill. Over the hill. To grandmother's house we go. So you guys kind of come up over the hill, and as you do, you are greeted to the sight of a. When I say road, I don't mean a well traveled road. It's pretty pretty rough. But there is a cart being pulled by several horses. The cart... No, no, this is not, not a traveling salesman. No. Uh, Roscoe's eyes lit up for a minute. Um, the cart is actually a prisoner cart. It's got chain like bars going up all around. It's basically a cage on the back of a cart driven by a guy. And there are several horsemen who are covered in armor. All with some piece of their armor is decorated in blue. And there are flags that come off of the cart, which are have blue fabric tied to them as well to kind of identify as a coherent So unit. the same type of look that we seen going into Ozo when we got over and they passed by. Correct. The one in the same. Okay. One okay. in the same. You get that feeling, that color and everything. Mm-hmm. is. So far, you have not seen any symbols. You have just seen colors. Um, and... Everybody, all of you actually would recognize they have several prisoners in the cart. One is a dwarf that you recognize as Thurwin Stonetoe. I assumed. So remember, it is kind of dark and it's never really fully daylight here. It's always kind of maybe that uh, dusk, always a little bit dark. Well, you see off in the distance a, a light. You know how in when it's real dark out and there's a city off in the distance. You can see the lights kind of illuminating the sky and whatnot. You get that feeling up ahead like they're aiming, they're driving right towards it. And there's also like a pinnacle of light or a pillar of light being shot up into the middle of the air that's kind of in that same general direction. But it's not um, a natural light, like not made by fire or anything. It's like a magic light. Uh, I think we need to follow them. We might need to be careful. You know, just following them. They can stay in the... Li- He's got my gold. <laughs> but, uh... Our gold. Follow him. I know. He has your gold? No, Stone... Thurwin Stonetoe is the dwarf that got sucked through the portal. Oh. Not... not you're thinking the... You're thinking the... Yeah, uh, the, the, the traveling other, yeah, merchant. Yeah, the traveling merchant. Yeah. yeah. That's right. They're both dwarves. That's right. right. I keep getting it. Confused. Um, but we might need to be careful because I saw Stonetoe in there and he was... Seemed like a prisoner. Then we need to follow no, we're just following. We're just following the I leader. Mean, we're not really supposed to, do, are we? We can just stay behind them and they won't see us. All right. We're going to be sneaking. What do you think, Sassafras? Come on. Rawr. <laughs> That's true. She can't talk while she's in bear form. She has no mm-hmm. way to communicate. Should see, we? she thinks the same thing I do. <laughs> Sassafras, should we Rawr. follow? <laughs> should we follow? Rawr. <laughs> yes. Oh no! You can you can communicate like you're in your head. You're sassafras, so like you have the ability to think like, "Hey, I could draw with my claw in the sand, or I can shake oh, yes or okay. no." Or, I was like, oh. like, yeah, you're not a animal. I will shake my head, yes. Okay, all right. Follow them. All right, so you're following them. Are you sneaking? Are you just like walking behind them on the trail? Are you? You know, you know what? For safety concern, because I do feel, uh, you know, cautious. Um, set that level spell. I'm going to use Pass Without a Trace. Oh, plus, everyone gains, gains a plus 10 to your stealth checks. Correct. So I think we all need to go stealthy. We can just roll stealth checks. Yeah. All right. So if you guys want to do that, how far away are you staying? Like, are you going to stay pretty good distance? Are you going to stay kind of close, like to try to eavesdrop or? 
We just try to follow. No, I don't think we need to eavesdrop. I just want to follow them and stay this okay. fairly good distance. Okay. Yep, I agree. Just where we see them. Okay. You know. So, yeah, definitely. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, just to set the scene so you guys are aware, there are two horsemen riding left and right of the carriage, then the carriage in the middle, which has one, you know, the driver of, of the cart. And then they're inside the cart um, are several others. So there's a total of three prisoners inside the cart. And everybody go ahead and roll me your stealth checks. And it's going to be against their observations. Ooh. Only one of them rolled really well. 14. Okay. 23. Very nice. 22. Oh, yeah. Okay, so definitely no problem. You guys managed to stay well hidden. Um, As you continue to clink along, or as they continue to clink along the road and you guys follow them, they are on a direct beeline course for the lights. You notice that they are armed to the teeth. Like they are, again, I think I've said it before, you get the feeling mercenary from them. You know, they're not to be trifled with. They know what they're doing. They know how to handle themselves on a horse. They look like they know how to handle a sword. So you can continue continue getting closer to the village or to the lights. And as you start to get within view, it becomes apparent to you that what you saw as a village is not a village, but instead a encampment of a bunch of these guys and you see um a bunch of flags all blue some with a symbol on it of almost like a a circle with lines coming behind it like think a comet type thing in white emblazoned on it some tents are large some tents are small some tents are prestigious some tents are like pup tents for for one person or not Um, you can't really tell a whole lot. You do see scattered throughout the encampment, a lot of cages. Um, and there are creatures of all race, not monsters, not creatures, but beings. So gnomes, humans, elves, half elves, orcs, half orcs, and they are all imprisoned in some way, shape or form all around the camp. It's almost like for every tent that you see or every camp area it looks like there is a captive being held at that location and then there are these guys all walking around the camp doing different various activities toting water back and forth um, getting some food and cooking it up attending to a, a fire just the average things and then the cart just kind of continues i'm going to leave it up to you if you wanted to before i continue on did you want to try to do anything with the cart before it actually reaches the encampment the encampment is within sight so you would get the feeling that people might be able to see it coming. I mean, they're not stopped, are they? No, they're they're just continuing right on and into the camp. Really, there's not a whole lot we could do than, yeah. other than just trying to single them out. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think it is either. Yeah. Okay, I just didn't want you to have me keep explaining things and not have a chance to, to react. So, if you continued anymore at this point, you're going to actually be going into the encampment. Can I do like perception check I mean, like can't man like hmm? i, I want to check like how many guards there are if the prisoners are wearing prisoner rags you okay know? um like you i'm not even gonna have you roll for that i'll tell you all that no problems because you can see everything like they're, they're not hiding anything it's obvious they know they're there and they don't care who sees them probably because you know you're in limbo and they probably don't think a whole lot of other people are here um 
but so where you're at, the trees, remember I told you like the, the train and everything has remained pretty much unchanged. They have hacked the trees down and everything else and made clearings for this. We're talking a couple hundred people at least in this encampment. Like it's a large gathering of individuals. And for every soldier you're seeing, a, a prisoner. Um, the prisoners, their clothes range from prestigious to poor. Um, but the one thing that they all have in common is that it looks like they've been locked up a long time. So their clothes are kind of worn out and dirty and nasty, but they're not in prisoner rags. It doesn't look like they're all in, you know, rags or anything. It's like I said, it's a wide variety. Do we see any clotheslines for the the mercenaries or whatever? Good question. Let's leave that fate to the dice. If I roll a 10 or over, I did a 14. Well, yes, there are some, uh, but not on the outskirts. Like, they're, they're inside, but not super far inside the encampment. Do keep in mind that it has been about one hour since the spells were cast, a.k.a. you became a black bear, and you became, or you cast your pass without a trace. So, those have worn off, and you are standing at the edge of the encampment. So, you are no longer a black bear. You I are, can talk. You can talk. Oh, you lucky group. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> so, yes, there is a clothesline. But it is, you would have to kind of sneak in and, you know, uh, and the clothesline that you see is, so all these guys walking around are on different types of clothings. The, there's just a unifying theme of one piece of gear in some way, shape, or form, in, you know, is blue. So a pauldron, a helmet, a leg, guard, a, a, a forearm piece, a gauntlet. Now, now the soldiers, are they like different races? Yes, or? yes. They yeah. are all different species. Can't we just, like, put blue on our armor and call it good? Well, we have to find the blue paint. I understand that. Find the Dollar General. We don't speak Okay, so. (laughs) Cut this! (laughs) Do we want to try to get some equipment off of the clothesline? I don't think that's a good idea. There is one piece of cloth on the clothesline which has, like, a blue emblem on it, kind of like a tabard, but none of the others really hold any blue... Is anyone else wearing blue in our group? That's that's a question you have to honestly answer for yourselves. I mean, I'm all purple, so I know I'm not. Um, I mean, I'm a hunter, so. If I was wearing blue, it would be like a small, like a small thing. How like, about your shield? No, because it's not, it's not part of anything. It's not part of any royal, so I don't see any blue. I would say just a blue ribbon, like a small one. So what are we doing then? Do I see any blueberries? No, there are. So walking through the vegetation is, is there's trees, but not many leaves like it's it's I mean, think about a decrepit world that's dying. So all these lush things don't exist in this realm, if that. Okay, so I have an idea. Why don't we use our stone to see if we can go back to Ozo? Yeah. And we know how to come back here now. So why don't we use our stone, see if it takes us back to Ozo. If it does, we can get what we need and come back. We can get an army. That actually sounds really nice. I mean, I don't know the stone's going to work like that. Like, I don't... Let's give it a try. I know. Let's give it a try. Well, let's move away from the town a little, or this group. Yeah, we'll we'll move away for a while. Okay, yeah. So you guys put plenty of distance where you feel very safe. No questions. 
So, Roscoe, you were carrying the stone, I believe? Yep. All right. And we all, like, put our hands on the stone and hold it and see okay. what happens. So, do you do anything special to the um, stone? Or You said uh, we got to put it towards noon, right? To No, I think that was me misinterpreting the okay. thing. I think all our hands just have to touch the stone and touch each other. Y'all are looking at me like I'm going to give you a hint. No, that's I what don't we're doing. Oh, that's what you're doing? Okay, so the three of you stand around, and you all place your hands on the stone, and you prepare for that familiar embrace of the, the heat and the cold and the stone shape, and nothing happens. <laughs> so keep your hand on the same place you got it, and let's kind of move it around and see if we can find the right spot. Maybe we need to find the totem. Remember, they talked about the totem. Well... How we got here is monkey hands. Yeah, but that's because he needed like three hands. Okay, um, I think. <laughs> so let's just move it up in the sky. And see if we after, can get it. In. Okay, after y'all left and came in here, and I was messing around, I put those hands at different times, and like nothing else happened. So I don't think the hand placement is it. Can we at least try to move our hands, son? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you all position them. Explain to me what you mean by hands towards the sun. Like, <laughs> like, like holding it up like Lion King style. Like all three of us are like. Ah. What I mean is like if the sun Flick is like on his knees. <laughs> if the sun is like this way, our hands will be pointing. Our fingertips would be pointing towards the sun. Okay. Okay. I got you. Uh, same thing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, nothing happens. Just try pointing them. In the center of all three. Yes. Good idea. Let's try that. All right. So you place your hands and nothing happens. <laughs> Have we seen the totems? Um, like, were you, they at the camp or something? Okay. Yeah. I'm. You haven't seen the totems, but you get the feeling that the camp might be centered around and the beam of light that I was referencing is at the center of the camp. Well, maybe we should try to get somewhere high and try. Maybe we can get a strong cell phone signal. I'm only getting 2G. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> 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 <Ba-doom>, boom, boom. <laughs> so, if this is not working, I assume the light that we need is the light in the town or the whatever. Ooh, point it towards the light in the town. Let's try that. Um, you're okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was writing down something. Point what towards the light? The stone that our hands are like all touching. And we're pointing it towards the light. Okay. Coming out of the. You guys have tried a bunch of different things with it. So I'm just going to tell you the stone is not working. Hint, hint. But we want it to. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we screamed. We, we, we've done it. cry <laughs> You get the feeling the answer might not be the stone. It's me. Uh, okay. Maybe. Let's put all six hands on it. <laughs> all six hands. All right, everybody roll me a constitution saving throw. I'm totally joking. Don't know. <laughs> Your hands blow run. up. No. Ah! <laughs> no. There was blood on that other one. There was. You do recall that there was blood, and it looked like it wasn't just slathered down. It looked like it was... In the grooves. Are there grooves on the rock? Yes. Sacrifice? <laughs> Are you ready to make a sacrifice? I've got a dagger. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I volunteer instead it's I've got a dagger. I've got a, I've got a dagger and I'm going to kind of just ease the 
kind of break the skin just where a little bit of blood's coming out. So okay. I got a mace. It, it, a couple little bit of drops drop, but it does not cover it to the remembrance that you recall I, of all the grooves I were, stick out my cov- hand were filled in blood. close my eyes to slit. It would probably take all the blood out of Sassafras's body to fill it Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'll do the other hand and put a little more. A little bit it. more. Still nothing happens, and it's nowhere near. Roscal, it's your turn. You know that if all three of you put in the same amount of blood that you did, it still would not fill it up. Like, Are there any animals that we see around here? You have not seen animals. You have seen the humans, the creature that attacked you, and Journey. Why won't you turn into like a big ant, like a bear? We 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 cut a hole in you, so you die, and you go back to your known form. So oh like, <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Yeah, Roscoe. actually, it does. It, it does. does. It works exactly like. That. I mean, well, well then, why don't we do that to him? Bear fork, bear fork, bear. We're eating a good thing, lady. We're eating yourself. Or, or you can turn into a monkey. <laughs> Cut off my arms. <laughs> well, hey, there's a thought. I don't think I can turn into a monkey. <laughs> so if I see monkey hands, oh my can gosh. I turn into a monkey? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. DMs try to think of every possible outcome <laughs> so that they'll have answers. Okay, to so. Events. Sassafras is turning into a monkey. I can't turn into a monkey. Actually, yeah, I can. I probably can. You can turn into a monkey. We'll say you've seen a monkey. I probably just like a small chimpanzee. Sure. Well, I don't need it too big because they got to kill me. So, you know, they don't need a lot of hit points. So, like, if I cut into her stomach <laughs> <laughs> and grab her heart, <laughs> do like surgery right here and limbo. Take one for the team, Sassafras. <laughs> you, so remember... You feel everything. I have not agreed to this yet. Okay. <laughs> Knock it out. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <sighs> kill me and then be like, wait a minute, it doesn't work the other way. She doesn't turn into a bear after we kill the oh, unicorn. I'm proficient in a surgery. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in China, I'm number one surgeon. <laughs> Hands steady. I'll be perfect. I'll be perfect. <laughs> No, I was referencing from Office. The Office. There okay. Was a character from The Office. <laughs> the, the, yeah. So, <laughs> we doing this, Sassafras? <laughs> Why do I always have to be the uh You're the only one that can turn pig. into a, a different animal. Hey, oh, we didn't make it. I was going to say, where's your pet whatever you have? No, 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 no. You're not taking Herman. <laughs> oh, but you'll kill me? You caught my He's not back. really killing you. Technically, it's when you die, your hit points are replaced by sassafrases, and you return back to your form. I know. I mean, I know how it works, but okay, well, but well, you feel everything. Okay, I'm still we, getting killed. Maybe we don't need to kill like you, but we need to hurt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we just need some blood. You turn, in, <laughs> you turn into a monkey, and we just slit your wrist. Yeah. Is there no other thing we can think of? I, I shouldn't have even offered. We don't know if that's gonna work. We could give it a try. You think my life is worth giving a try? Do you want to be stuck oh, in here? Okay, we're not doing this, okay? We're not going to do this. Right, let's just move on. <laughs> move on. I mean, you know, we can see what happens, but at this point... 
there seems to be other options before we just go to, hey, let's go to <laughs> Hold on. You haven't tied a rope around her yet. <laughs> I was yeah, my that. rope is in half now. That's true. You have two twenty-five. No, you have one twenty-five foot section. Yes, because the other one is back. At oh yeah, Stone you, you could have picked it up, right? Or no, because no? I got sucked in the portal. That's right. The portal <laughs> shut down. That's right. Yeah, you have one twenty-five foot, yeah. and the other one tied to the banister. I would have thought yep. I would have gotten it, but I didn't. Okay, so other ideas. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Sneak into the encampment. Unlock all the cages. All the cages. All of them. Start a revolution. You, you would feel there'd be hundreds not. of cages. All of the cages. <laughs> well, if we unlock one cage, there's six people. If we unlock one, you know, there's 12. Then we got 24. Then we How are your um, cages holding six people each? What? I'm, I'm just saying, like. Well, you said we unlock one, there's six people. We unlock two, there's 12. Oh, like, no. So some cages have more. So think of it like there's a cage outside of a tent. If the tent is small for one person, there'd be like one prisoner. If the tent is large for a bunch of people, then there'd be a bunch of people. Oh, we need to sneak in then. Did did we do we know how the locking mechanisms work you on the not, cage? We you didn't did not see? get close enough. Didn't yeah, now the cages all vary. Okay, there are some made of steel, some made of wood. Uh, some of the prisoners are just in shackles, uh, like staked down to the ground some are tied up like hog tied it's just a wide hodgepodge of it looks like everybody kind of it was up to them how they handled it up to the group or the what if one of us gets caught and we go and we'd be like an inside man and we you know so first you want to kill me then you want to get caught by these bad guys i do have an idea what is it i'll go in and sneak i'll sneak in and get the the whatever it was that had the blue on it. I will bring it to you. During that time, Sassafras will turn into a donkey, and then you can ride her in as your trusted Yeah, I can steed. be a horse, not even a donkey, just a horse. Yeah, yeah, Shetland pony, yeah. <laughs> Is that a species of... I'm assuming so. Yeah, okay. Very, very, very tiny pony. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And you can ride in. Little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the other two. Apparently, the we're the only ones that yeah. watch Park and Rec. <laughs> so, what do you think? <laughs> I think that's good. They have no taste in TV shows. You like that idea, Sasa Price? Yeah, I think that's a great idea because I don't have to do anything except turn into a horse. So. Since I've seen their horses, can I turn into, like, do their horses look a certain way? No, I mean, there's, again, it's a hodgepodge okay. of, of different horses. This is a very much, like I said, when you don't think military, think mercenary, you know? So everybody is there because maybe they're getting paid, you know, they're, they're in some form, fashion, they are getting comeuppance for being there, but it's up to them to supply their supplies. The only unifying theme is the blue and the emblem with the comet on it. Do you want to? Uh, do you want me to cast that one spell? Yes, I do. It's my last sight at level spell slot, so make it count. Okay. I'm passing it on. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do it on all of us, but I'm casting it. Okay, no problem. It's cast. You only have plus ten, and that burns. I think most of your spell slots, that, doesn't it? That burns my last sight at level. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so I guess I'm going to sneak in to get 
that off the clothesline. Okay, not hard at all. So, um, I wouldn't have done that. We would have done that from the beginning. You you did know that from the beginning. Yeah, we you did said it wasn't that. around right around the outside. So I was thinking it was well, like it's, it's in the middle or surrounded. He's by. Go, you're going to have to go a little ways, like past some tents and whatnot. But it's oh. not like in the middle of everything. It's just okay. it's not like on the very outskirts where you don't have to pass anything to get to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, wait a minute, first they try to kill me, and then that... Um, so the two of you are staying back, I presume? Yes, sir. Okay. Slick, approaching the encampment, you need to roll me a stealth check. 18. Okay. Pass to that trace is really OP. Like, it's an awesome ability. So, you are approaching the encampment, and everything I've described up until this point, you've seen... You know in order to get to it, you're going to have to pass a couple tents. You're going to come pretty close to probably a couple prisoner cages. As you pass the prisoner cages, you realize that there are locks on them. The locks don't look fancy. They look like just your classic medieval style, you know, heavy-duty locks. Holding them, some are um, mechanisms like latches that close with a lock. Others are chains wrapped around. Um, And you... Sneak past really without any so much trouble. There's a lot of snoring going on in some of the tents, other tents, uh, or not tents, but other places. There's just people walking around, attending to their random duties. You can very easily walk up and get yourself a the the piece of clothing that you're looking for. Is there anything else? Do I see another one? Um, further into the campground, yes. Like you would have to go deeper, but you do see another piece. What do I have currently? Currently, you have a tabard. Essentially, think like a, um, like a poncho type looking thing. You know, I want to put it on. Okay, yeah, for sure. All right. And then I want to go try to get the other piece. Okay, so you start walking over uh, without really probably trying to be stealthy, taking the roundabout way, but not trying to look sneaky, right? Right. So there are individuals in the the cells who. They look up at you, some with angry eyes, some with just terrified looks on their face. Some, you realize that their their ages vary all the way. Like, um, you don't see many children, um, probably more middle-aged, some old people. Um, but some of them just look in good health. Others look in poor health. Some look fairly well taken care of. Some don't. It's just, again, a hodgepodge of, of everything. So as you're approaching the clothesline, a flap of a tent next to you swings open and a very large half-orc with a big old shoulder uh, pauldrons steps out and sees you and just kind of grumbles at you. And then he walks over and sits down at a, a fire, a campfire, and bends over. You see him grab a bowl of whatever is cooking and he walks over to a prison cell, which has one person in it, reaches through the bars and hands it to them. And the guy in the cell takes it, half-elf takes it, and just kind of gobbles it. And you just hear a brief exchange of, can you please just let me go? He's just, you know, pleading. Yeah. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I got here. Um, just please, I want to see my family again. And the orc just responds with silence. Just like you can tell he's pretty much just keeping him alive. Right. And you walk up to your second set of clothes and grab yourself um, kind of like a vest looking type thing with uh, half of it's black and half of it's blue. 
and you could pretty easily grab that. Roll me a stealth check as you try to take that down. 20. Okay. So you take it, and another flap swings open. This time it's a woman coming out of another, uh, a human woman walking out of a flap. And you heard it, and you kind of rip it down off the clothesline and manage to slide it into a pouch real quick before she notices you taking something. And are you going to engage? Are you just going to walk away? What do you want to do next? I want to kind of put my head down and walk off silently back out. Okay. So you, you start kind of walk out and... Uh, without any issue, you get back outside the the camp. I, I, that yeah. spell is amazing. Yeah. It makes it really. It really is. <laughs> he rolled an eight on one, and I guess in a, a ten, a 10 on, on the, the other. other. So I mean, those would have been fails. Yes. So. So I want to give him his vest. Okay. And I've got the poncho, and now it's time for sassafras here to turn into a horse. What's yeah, our turn um, into a riding horse? What's our What's our plan whenever we go in? Look for Stone Toe. Okay. Well, well, we saw the we saw the like carriage go in, right? Would we know where it would be, or did it kind of get like stuck it in the middle? It kind of went in. You might have been able to to see. Just everybody, roll me a a perception check for that period, and we'll see if if you roll high enough, I'll say yes. You kind of were able to follow it. Thirteen. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, yeah, Sassafras. Okay. You saw Sassafras go in. The other two of you failed. Uh, Slick was too busy trying to look for other things, I guess. He rolled in that one, so no go for him. But Sassafras, you noticed that the carriage went pretty darn close to the middle. Like, it looked like it might have stopped almost at the base of the little hill with the what you assume maybe is the totem at the top. And that's where it, it stopped. All right, so I turn into a horse. Into a horse not, you are. Do you not tell us this before you turn into a horse? Oh, well, we'll assume she she told you. And, and, we, oh, this okay. was kind of like right. a, a recap and thing. Retroactive. Of, yeah. And, and she's the horse. I mean, she's going to be late. Right, who's, You're who's, on the horse. I'm, I'm going to be walking beside you. All right. I wanna, yeah. Kick her. <laughs> I buck you. <laughs> do you really? I don't want to like, but yeah, I'm going to like definitely I'm not, like, no. I'm not, I didn't kick. I oh, okay, okay. No, not just to me like, you know, getting on right. to the horse. Okay. I'll, I'll help him up. All right. Stop, stop. You give him the little hands. <laughs> yeah, a little up. boost, yeah. So you begin entering into the, the encampment. Traveling along into the middle, you hear murmurs and people talking you kind of just hear bits and pieces of, I wonder how long we're going to be here. Man, I feel like we've been here for ages. Um, this place just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't wait to get out of here and actually just finish our contract. Just talks along those lines. Like, you hear, it sounds like they're awaiting something. And then um, you hear a couple people discussing... Um, how they are ready to finally be rid of the captives. How they're just tired of taking care of them, babying them. Um, and everybody roll me a perception check. Fifteen. Seven. Add um, six. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as for us, as the horse, you have bigger ears. So <laughs> you can hear a little bit extra things. You kind of notice um, there is a female dwarf that is dressed in military looking or you know mercenary looking she's she's equipped she's one of the people and she's sitting right next to a a cell a, a prison 
And inside of it is a half-elf sitting there. And it looks like they're talking. And it doesn't look like they're having a a bad conversation. It looks like they're having a, like it, like friends would be talking. And it's just something you notice as you just you pass by. Um, well, you continue to lead them into the the center of camp. Eventually, you get to the area where you do see the cart that you followed in, but the cart is empty. You also see a very large, very pristine tent set up. You feel this might be kind of like the headquarters area for everything. And there are a lot more prison cells, but most of them are empty, almost like just stored there. Looks like maybe for more people or something. And you come to the realization that you could at this point, if you wanted, go up the hill because it's like the hill that goes around where the totem is. There are no tents on the hill. Does that make sense? So you could pretty much have nobody between you and getting to the top of the hill. I think we need to go with the totem. Yeah, let's go see what's going on at least. Um, I bet the totem is there's like no one up there, right? Correct. It's not even guarded. No nothing. Like, yeah. And it's a it's a fairly decent walk. Like if you walked up there and you were to have a conversation with yourselves, it's probably too far for anybody to really hear you. I'm on the horse. I can't really. I'm just on here. Yeah. Let's let's go to the totem. I'm walking to the totem. Okay. So you guys kind of go as you walk up the hill. Coconuts. Monty Python reference. All right. Uh, so apparently, Billy and I are the only ones that share good movie and TV references tonight. So you begin your trek to the top of the mountain. And as you arrive, you realize that there is a defined totem sitting in front of you, carved out of, of stone and bone. Um, looks like maybe pieces of flesh even are incorporated into this totem. And the beam of light that you saw is, in fact, shot up directly from the the totem itself and it is sitting on a carved out stone floor with intricate drawings of just a variety of of species of times of battles of just a wide array of everything and as you approach the totem each one of you um, suddenly notice that a stone head just turns to face you and it mouth open its mouth opens and it just says why have you come to me now? And that's where we're going to end the episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Check for Traps. We will see you next week as we continue to pick up where we left off and find out exactly what the totem wants. Thank you and good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.